What about your situation, Sol? Will you be staying at Tottenham? I'm staying. Hello, Sol Campbell. It's a legend. Um. So yeah, it was. Not much happened this week. Pretty quiet week, I think. It was the first North London derby this season. I think um, it was a very entertaining game. Uh, I don't know. It's not like I can celebrate. Like I can't think it's happened again. I was really looking forward to that. Um, but for most, for most of the game, I was looking forward to like, oh, I can see this now. It's happened again. But no, none of that was happening. Uh, but yeah, overall, it was like quite fun to see that. I mean, it was more a a, a neutrals derby, in my opinion, than that. In that, I was quite frustrated that we didn't win considering we we we, we were tuning up um and it was an entertaining game with it, with obviously lots of penalties and VAR drama but I'd rather Spurs win in a boring game than a draw in an in an entertaining game yeah well you would say undeservedly tuning up but um I don't know about that why? I thought we were pretty good in the first half um I didn't. I, I really didn't think so. I thought I the first twenty minutes or so Spurs were okay, but even when Spurs kind of got both their goals, it wasn't like expert build up or any of that. It was just direct football. And no, the the the, the build up to the second penalty was pretty good. Pretty good quick football passing football was pretty good. It, it was sloppy. It was also very weak. So we we'll probably start though with that because Spurs went to and up, and it was the first goal was just a typical. Typical, like, old-fashioned Tony Pulis football. Knock it upfield, get a flick on, charge. Which is basically what um, Burnley tried to do to us, except Burnley didn't have pace. And also, I think everyone seemed to be saying after the game, Arsenal were really not equipped to Spurs doing that. And I think I felt the same. Like, Spurs, when they played direct football and... They just knocked out of field or ran towards Arsenal's defense, defense, defense of defenders. Uh, Arsenal couldn't handle it. Um, I just think the direct approach was the way Spurs should have gone, not the tick attacker. Uh, I don't think Spurs did enough of it. I, I, I don't know. I think the 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 uh, direct attack clearly worked for the first goal, even though at the end of it, Lamella's shot was pretty tame, um, but poor goalkeeping from Ben Leno. Yeah. Um, all these people who were trying to think he's better than Lloris, embarrassing. He's very clearly mm. error prone. Lloris he's wasn't not very, very good. good. Lloris wasn't very good. He literally <laughs> kept us in the game, but sure. Um, so did Leno. He, he, he so kept did Leno at points keep Arsenal in the game. Nowhere to, nowhere to the near to, to the same extent yes, as, uh, as Lloris. He made one save that I could count. Those saves to Son. The, so, the one save from Son. That was the top corner one. I don't know. There was a couple I felt like the saves Leno made that kept Austin in the game. And and Lloris didn't didn't cost us any goals. So, like the, the, there was all these saves that he made, and and now all these the stats that are coming out of Lloris, he's got the third best shot save percentage in the in the league. He's uh, made the most saves of any goalkeeper in the Premier League. I mean, it clearly he, he was one of our best players yesterday. Which I, I you don't really his, want your goalkeeper to be your best player. Oh, that's sure, but that isn't really his best uh, his speciality. Sure, but it's but stopping shots is the the main main job of a goalkeeper, not really? this distribution. What do you think Edison does more in training: stop shotting or, or distributing. 
Edison's a weird one because he's basically an, an outfield player. But the main job of, of, of a goalkeeper is to stop shots. I don't think you can have one without the other. You can have if you have a goalkeeper that, that can't stop shots but can distribute or can hit balls out long, you're not going to want him. If you have a goalkeeper like Hugo Lloris who can save save shots but can't but has bad distribution, that's very, that's, a, that's a much better combination. I don't think so. There's, there's, try to do that weird passing around the back, like trying to build up. From oh, the that, back. Was, and, that was that was so awful, stupid. It? It was what Arsenal oh, so stupid, it was what Arsenal against Liverpool and it didn't work. I think there's the, the the new rule now that in the in the Premier League that you can you can you can hit it in the box. Not you legally have to you ha- you're required to pass it to someone in the box. It's the most stupid thing. They, they put it there. They put it to Vertonghen or, or Alderweireld in the box. They're they're under pressure. They put us to to Rose and like, it's just asking for trouble. It was just, it's a stupid it, decision. It felt really similar to the Arsenal Liverpool game last week. Just the other way around. Arsenal were Liverpool. Spurs were Arsenal. And I felt Spurs because the way that Spurs tried to do that, as soon as Spurs did it, Arsenal's front three was straight on the defenders, pushing up. And, but but then it left Spurs attacked a lot better than Arsenal did. Spurs just played direct football, whacked it upfield, and, and and Kane managed to do a bit better because he's a bit more straight. He's a bit better aerially and and strength wise compared to Bamiang and Pepe. So Spurs had someone like that. Arsenal don't have anyone like that. If we had Drew there, maybe against Liverpool it would have been a different story. We have someone that can hold the ball up or flick it on, which is something you need against a team that's high press because high press mm-hmm. these spaces in the back. I, I just I just felt that the whole game, um, it was waiting for that, that goal that happened last year when it was one ball from the goalkeeper over the top. And it was like two balls over the top and we, and we were basically one-on-one. It didn't happen, unfortunately, for Spurs, but I was just waiting for that to happen in the game. I think I saw, I was watching match of the day and I saw... Um, they analysed Pochettino's reaction to what his movements on the last sideline were. And a lot of the time, it was get the ball into Son, pass it down the side to Son. And a few times, Spurs almost did it. And every time he did, Pochettino would just be frustrated because that was clearly Spurs' way through, was get the ball to Son and Son will run. And it worked for both. Spurs had a few chances, as you mentioned. Son's, Leno kept us in the game. That saved to Son. The penalty, Son won it. And the first goal was, I think, not Son's specifically, but he played a big part in it. So I think that was Spurs' outlet. I think it was it was targeting a, a specific area, which is similar to what Arsenal did on on the right hand side for Tottenham. Um, they, they saw that we had a weak right back in Demerson Sanchez, um, despite what Pochettino thought, and and they had a, a great performance. Oh, I, I don't know what. what well, yeah, he was really bad. It's just not his... Uh, people think he's bad as a, as a centre-back. That's a, that's a separate uh, argument completely. He was horrific as a right-back. And I don't want to see him playing there ever again. Um, he oh, Arsenal targeted that that right-hand side the whole game. Went past him with ease. I think Sissoko covered him in parts. Lamella covered him in other parts of him. It was so weird. And and considering we had a we had a fit right-back on the bench, Serge Aurier waiting to come on. Who I don't know what, what's happened there, but it's just weird that he played. Well, Kolasinac did cause a threat at points. And it was clear, like, that was the target. We weren't going on the right with Maitland Niles, which is what we've been doing recently because Monreal's in the left back and he's not as good going forward as Maitland Niles was. Kalasanach, on the other hand, is one of the best defenders, I think, in the league going forward. Um, going forward, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. saying as a defender. Best, best defenders in the league is a, it's a stretch. No, but as a left back, I think he's definitely one of the best going forward. And he Pro- probably, more of a, like, probably more of a left wing back, I'd say. Yeah, I would say, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying he's a brilliant defensive left back. But his main He's not. threat, and it was in the Bundesliga. That's what Arsenal signed him for. He got like fifteen assists or something in his last season in the Bundesliga. But I was playing as a left wing back, um, so he's not all that equipped to a back four. But I think 
um, I think I still think he was great, and I think Davison Sanchez did not know how to handle that left hand side. When you've got a Bamiang running forward, but you've also got to defend Kalasinac, and we need. I don't, I don't know about not handling. It's just that he's not a right back. It's not his position. He shouldn't be playing there. Like, I, it, it, it's tough for any player to to handle uh, Kalasinac and a Bamiang and other players coming down that side. But for a player who isn't a right back. And isn't that a great defensively, to be honest. It's just a weird decision to It doesn't really make sense as well, because Spurs have like four players that can play right back, that could have played right ahead of him. Not, I'm not saying good Lots right of them are injured. But um, Aurier was on the bench, we mentioned. Sissoko played right back last week, you said. Yeah, for, a, for, for, for yeah, the second half or something. And then yeah. Aldevaro played right back at Ajax, as far as I can remember. Yeah, and I think he's played for Belgium as well there sometimes. I, I don't understand. I think Poch wanted to, to play Jan and and, uh, and Toby together, which I understand because in theory that gives you defensive solidity, which we didn't really get, unfortunately. Um, but I, I, yeah, I just don't know. Like we sold Trippier, we didn't buy a replacement. That's just why. I, I think Trippier, however, for all his flaws, and he has many, so many flaws, um, <laughs> but I think he would have probably been better than, or would have been a lot better than Davinson Sanchez in that game. <laughs> And that that that's bad. If if Trippier is better than you, there, there's some serious self-reflection he needs to go on with you. Well, Arsenal's, <laughs> Arsenal's first goal just before half time, which was so important, and was just it was great. Came from that side. It was Pepe getting the ball in from that side. Pepe's first assist, we should also mention. Lacazette did a great job though to take it and finish it. It was a decent finish, yeah. I'll give you that. But it's so frustrating to concede that goal at half time. It was Rose who lost the ball on the edge of the box playing around it's just stupid it was like an unnecessary goal if, if Arsenal don't don't if we don't let in that goal at half time I think we win, we win the game like it, it's, the, it's the second half I don't think it happens that way, the way it did if they don't score at half time well, it's so frustrating the, I think Arsenal would have been a lot more frustrated things weren't going their way because the second half we were dominating but, up the whole way up to the sure goal. but the, the the whole second half happened because of the, the momentum from the end of the second saying, of the first half into the second half so like down and frustrated and getting that goal mm-hmm. back gave hope and you could see the way Arsenal came out yeah. in the second half clearly a better team clearly playing better football and got an, got a deserved equaliser even though you don't want to say it and obviously you didn't so want frustrating. Arsenal to it was a deserved equaliser Arsenal should have got Arsenal were the better I felt I don't know how you can argue Arsenal were the better team in the day. second half Second I half, I'd say yes. If you're saying overall, I think Arsenal are a bad team. I don't know. I, I, in, the fir- in the first half, we, we, we won 2-0. Um, I thought we had a better team in the first half. Uh, the second half, we were, you could say, outclassed. But we still had chances to score. And we had chances to get forward. That, um, some of them were, that were debatable penalties. And some of the others, but... Kane hit the post with that, that chance. There was a, uh, there was a few chances. The, the, the Son save from Leno... I thought there was a few chances for us to to get a win, and it it, it would have. I, th- I thought it was going to happen, but honest. Um, but equally, I was sort of dreading the 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 uh, alternative of two down at half time. So two up at half time at the Emirates. Um, some bad things that have happened oh, there before. It was two one. Let's not go in there. Yeah, and that's that. People, you were dreading it. I was dreading a four two, a five two, one of those again. I it was, just, oh. It could have easily been that. It could have easily been that. Yeah, I guess. I could. I don't know how no one got sent off. The amount of yellow cards. Xhaka. No, Xhaka <laughs> should have been sent off. Hundred percent. Spurs had so many yellow cards. I have no clue. I'm not a single one of those players. Well, I think. I think almost every single foul that Spurs committed, or or any sort of infringement, was given a yellow card. It took about five fouls from Granit Xhaka to even get a yellow card. And he was just a liability all game. It was terrible. Like, 
But I saw this great quote from uh, Gary Neville, who said um, that Granite Jacker is the experienced player who who, who, is, who has never become experienced. He's old. He's the captain of the club, or captain of the of at least captain in that game, making a tackle like that in the penalty box. What is wrong with you? What is wrong? Like, and there was so many other fouls that he gave away. It was an obvious was penalty. Terrific. It was an obvious. It was definitely a penalty. However, I felt the contact was very minimal. Really? Song's reaction. He stamps on his foot. Song really oversold a reaction, though. No. Once a penalty gets given, just go for it. But his, he really oversold it with how much pain. He stamped, he stamped on his foot. He's with, with studs. Mm. I mean, that hurts. I don't think he did. I think he grazed him and he kind of lightly no, brushed over his leg. It was a penalty. I'm not denying oh. it. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't defend Granite Jacker's precision in tackling. I'm just saying, it's, it's a tough choice to go down, tough road to, to defend. He's clearly an absolute donkey. Um, he, he's a liability. He's an animal. You can take that as a positive, I guess. But like, he, he just doesn't know what he's doing. And uh, for me, like when, when I saw that that Arsenal back four and and the, most of them midfield other than Torreira at the start of the game, I thought, this for all this talk about how Arsenal have been got so much better this year, the back four is still really weak. Right, and the midfield was also really weak, mm. other than Torreira, who's decent. Do- the front oh, three, I give you that. I was going to move on. Great, here, that's true. To the man of the match of the game, <laughs> Guendouzi was clearly man of the match. He, his best people performance in the uh, shot, I think, ever. People saying that he he uh, he uh, he turned into a prime Vieira, which well, no, 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 no. <laughs> he was nothing like Vieira. That's just I don't know where you saw anything like that, but he was he was clearly social man media, of the match. He was best performance. He was the best player on the pitch. He was he was spectacular. He was. I've never seen him play better. He ran the midfield, and that's. It's very difficult to do that, especially in a game that was just not open to like that sort of thing. I think he was just spectacular. He just ran the show. Um, he he paid forward passes whenever he could, and he didn't do a lot of that last year. So yeah, I think he just ran the show, and he was playing forward passes constantly, which he didn't do a lot of last year. It was a lot more sideways passing. He showed a lot more maturity this year, I think. Um, he ran towards Spurs' defenders. He kind of he was he was like he was like the fourth attacker almost. Yeah, I think he ran the show and um, he played many forward passes, um, which he didn't do a lot of last year. Last year was a lot more sideways, so he showed a lot more maturity than he has previously. Uh, he ran towards Spurs' defense, putting pressure. He was like the fourth attacker to help alongside. You kind of need that usually in a front three. You need someone that's going to be the creative player, and he was. Um, I think for all the talk about Sabalos being the replacement for Ramsey, uh, I think Guendouzi could be the replacement for Ramsey. He was chosen over Sabalos as a more defensive player, but he just he, he just played much better and he got that assisted as well for Aubameyang, which is a great ball forward. And I think uh, for a man that hasn't really proven himself yet, uh, he stepped up in a big game. Uh, he he showed he showed more maturity than other, than other midfielders. I think he. I'm not saying he's world class now, but I think potential wise, he could be future captaincy. He he's got a lot of potential in him. Captaincy. I don't know. He showed maturity. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a stretch from one game to to say that he's gonna he's gonna dominate Arsenal's midfield for like and he's gonna be the best midfielder for years to come. Captain the club. He's he's had one good game. Let's be honest. Like I can't think of any other games he's had. A lot of other Arsenal fans have been talking about how spectacular he's been so far and I haven't really noticed it whereas yesterday in that game I think it was very clear his quality I, I, I don't know I, I think that I think that speaking of, of midfielders who had who underrated midfielders who had brilliant games Harry Winks 
I thought he was brilliant yesterday. Um, he put in some good tackles, won the ball in good areas, good work, good good work, great, brilliant. I thought it was a good, good performance from Harry Winks. I thought he's better than better than Granduzzi. Maybe that maybe that, that that's a hot Granduzzi take, was but I don't. Man of the match in the game. In the game, was if he... we talk in specifically about that game, there's no way you can say Harry Winks is a better player. Better player, of course. In the game. Look, better player full stop. We're talking about specifically yesterday in the derby. Who was sure. a better player? Guendouzi or Winks? Who would you say? I thought Winks was better. Really? Even with your unbiased view, even with your biased view, you can't see that Guendouzi is better. I'll be honest, I didn't see Guendouzi doing anything that I thought was of note yesterday. Like, the, the ball to Lacazette was good. Um, but other than that, like, maybe, I'm, maybe it's because I'm biased, but I didn't really, really see anything that he did of, that was that good. But sure, I'll take, I'll take your word for it that he was class. If you want, you rewatch it and you can see. I'd, I'd, I'd rather not. It's too, too stressful. But I don't, I don't know. Everyone else, non, every, non-biased pundit, every, every biased Arsenal fan, even non-biased, even biased Spurs fans were saying Guendouzi was clearly the best player. So I, I really don't understand okay. how you can try and argue. Obviously, I can because you're a Spurs fan and Spurs, you're biased. But I don't see how you can't admit that he was and try and just go, no, he definitely wasn't. No, I'll, I'll give him credit for what I, for what I noticed. Maybe it's maybe it's, it's my bias, but I thought the ball to to Bamiang for the for the goal was good. Um, but I, I I don't know what he did other than that. But sure, I'll. I'll I mean, it's not gonna. It's this argument isn't gonna go anywhere because I I don't know. It's I think it's I, maybe it's bias. I don't think it is. But I think Winks as well was I thought better. But well, anyway, we can move on to the well. I think later on in the game. We had like Sebalos came on, and I think he just tore Spurs apart. He was running rings around. He was running rings around the players. I mean, other than Lo Celso, then yeah, sure. Well, <laughs> when Lo, Lo, Lo Celso lobbed the ball over his head, that was nice. He injured Sissoko by just running around Sebalos. <laughs> <laughs> he went for a jog, and and Sissoko went, "Nah, I'm good. I was. Oh, I don't think I can. Hack, don't think I can hack this." I'll be fair. Uh, Seblos was was good when he came on. He looked good when he, he came on. He had that shot, um, which nobody saved, and you saw after that shot as well. It was quite nice to see him firing up the players, considering he's not mm. been there for very long. He really could see how much North London derby means to anyone, because that game was really that game. You could tell was not about the three points. It was it turned into a game that was about who can who's going to get bragging rights, and in the end, it was just a no one got him. But you could see by the players and how the players were reacting, and they they even tried to have a mini fight right at the end there. Was so Socrates? I, 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 there was a few. I thought it was the Socrates one where he just weird. Very rarely though do we see a fight, and then the ref give a yellow card, but only to one player because it, 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 it was very clearly one sided. There was clearly two people involved. Or two well, teams. You, you, so- Socrates, yes, there were two teams. There was one person who tried to chuck the other one on the floor and one who was being chucked on the floor. They're not equal. They're not equally as bad in, in that story. <laughs> Socrates was weird. Like, he defensively, again, never, never, I thought, never, never thought he's been any good. Um, weird in the game and just a weird decision to try and chuck over Harry Winks when he was trying to get a throw on. It was like, just stop. And then getting into a fight over who... It was weird. It was a weird fight. I I pre- honestly, I preferred last year's fight much better, purely from a from a, a fighting perspective. It was much more entertaining well, with the the, the, the winks, the dire shush. 
Last year's fight was also a bit interesting because the reason he pulled the fight was just a bit like no one really had a clue what was going on. It was like they were supposed well, to be it's, fighting, it's, but they didn't know. I mean, since then we we, we have heard, I think, what what happened. Didn't we? There was the the Dyer shushed the crowd. Um, Ali went. Uh, I mean, in the in the argument, Ali told Ramsey to sit down. Uh, sit down and get on the bench, and then Ram- Ramsey. I, I think Ramsey said, said said something to him. Ramsey went back on and then scored or sc- scored and assisted something like that. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll learn in the ne- within the next few weeks what what the, what the fight was about. But anyway, it seems weird. The hope of VAR playing a part just didn't come true. It was a bit annoying, but also good at the same time because at least the refs got all the decisions right. Some people were like, "Oh, VAR, Socrates' goal," but. The linesman just allowed it before it had gone in, so it wasn't VAR. It was a no goal mm-hmm. either way. It was clearly offside. Don't think anyone's going to argue with that. Um, the only thing it did show to me though was Spurs were really not focused, not aware of what was going on. It was just a quick little set piece thing, and Spurs were just wide open. And it was it, Spurs ours were very close. The last match is a, mm-hmm. a step back, and Spurs. And also win because Spurs were just switched off there. I think yeah, at the, at the end we we were hanging on for a result. Uh, we we just about managed to get a point. I was watching, but the, yeah, easily could have been easily could have lost. I was watching the game with a Spurs fan, who basically we were both like not going me back and forth. How rude! Um, we were both going back and forth. I was a, uh, and it was just like I thought Spurs were going to nick it. He thought Arsenal were going to nick it. The optimism was just at, it's at its lowest possible. Neither team thought they were going to win. At 2-1, I was so relaxed. I was like, we're going to get an equaliser. It's all good. Spurs aren't scoring. At 2-1, instantly I'm going, Spurs are going to nick it. Spurs are going to nick it. Spurs are going to nick it. And it just felt like it was going to end someone scoring. And we, we almost did it at the end with the, the Kane chance. Did. Socrates scored and put the ball back in the net. was offside. But later on, late, late, late on, it was like, and it was okay, just like... Didn't cheat. Kane was pushed over by by Socrates. Oh come on! It was obviously a dive. He was. He wasn't. It was the biggest dive ever. That's not true. He, like, I, I, it was very clearly, very clearly pushed over. If you watch it in slow mo, uh, you're going to say different things. But it was watched, watching slow mo. Pushes over. Week, and it didn't work out. Last week, last week, last week was also a penalty. I disagreed with you. I thought, I didn't think. Sure, you can you you can be consistent, but you're consistently wrong. You're wrong last week. No, you're wrong no this week as well. Um, he, he was looking for contact. I didn't think. He stepped into. I didn't him. think it would be given. As well, I'll be honest. I didn't think it would be given because last week wasn't given. Um, and and this this was weaker than last they week. Are um, he didn't think it was. A, they didn't think it was a penalty. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how that wasn't a penalty. Uh, there's very clear. Socrates pushes him. A, um, he falls over. I forgot okay. which pundit said it. Whether whether he's looking for contact or not, that's not relevant. If he's pushed over by, by Socrates, then there's a penalty. I don't think he was pushed Anywhere over. else in the pitch, that's a foul. You can't stand in front of someone and they run into you and you go, well, he pushed me it over. It wasn't running in. It wasn't running in. He pushed him. He stood in front of anywhere him. Anywhere else on the pitch. Anywhere else on the pitch, that's a, that, that's a foul. He stands in front of him. puts his. He moves away from the ball. He claims he's it was shielding. For contact, but that doesn't mean there wasn't contact. And he pushes Kane him. Kane will need to learn that he's not going to get a penalty for that sort of... The, for those sort of things, I, I, it, it looks like that that's true, but I still think both of them were penalties. I forget which pundit said it, but one of them said that Zaha, if Zaha was to do that, 
he's going to... They call him a diver. And Zaha's known for being a diver. He's going to get himself a reputation if he if he constantly does that. No, that's, that's rubbish. That is just rubbish. Kane is, Kane is not a diver. You, well, Last week when he got speared... He when he got speared by, by Lascelles, that was a foul. Last This week, it's you a foul as well. Like Kane wasn't looking for contact rather than looking that's, for that doesn't mean it's not a foul. He wasn't looking to play the ball. He's looking for contact. You've got to stand around. He was for he was looking you. for contact, but there was a fact there was contact and he fell over. He, there was a push. Falling, no, he, he, didn't, he wasn't pushed over. He stood there, waited for a touch and went, oh, I'm going to fall and did exactly that. That's that's not what happened. He did. Someone just pushes. It's a foul. Penalty. VAR. Any, anywhere else on the pitch, that, that's a foul. No, VAR overlooks it. VAR is not objective, sadly. VAR can, can make wrong what? decisions. It's, it's ref, been proven. The, ref said something. the refs did it this week. They did it last week. VAR checked it this week. VAR checked it last week. Either you're saying the rules of football, everyone's getting it wrong, and you're the only one who's getting it. And That's not the rules of football. No, no, no. The rules of football is if there's a foul in the box, and if it, and if it's if it's anywhere else on the pitch, it's also a foul, right? Everyone so it's therefore, not. if it's a foul, it's a. I did, everyone, everyone could be wrong. So everyone I don't know who is everyone wrong, is. But Kane I, and you were right. I don't know who everyone else is, but in the, if the if you said that everyone week, else the in the world, VAR last week, VAR this week. If you look at last week's, we're, we're already gone over this. Lascelles dives into Harry Kane. It's a foul this week. It's thing. less. It's less clear, but it's still contact pushing him down, making him fall over, and then it's a it's a penalty. Anywhere else on the pitch, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm uh, repeating myself here. But anywhere else on the pitch, it's a foul. No it's a penalty. Not all contact all, is a foul. contact. A foul, a foul outside the box contact. is a foul inside the box. There has to be significant contact. Yeah. The player can't just stand in the way. He wasn't just standing in the way. He was looking for contact, but there was if contact. If you a situation, yeah? A, player sh- a ball goes past a player, a defense- defensive player. That defense defender stands still. The attacker runs into him. Def- that defender's committed a foul. St- you can't stand still. That's he a wasn't foul. Standing still. He did. He stood in front he of him. Standing what, still. He was looking for contact. It's allowed to look for contact. Not, we are not allowed. Is to push a player over in your I own box. I don't know what the rule that is. is a penalty. For contact. I don't think you can there intentionally no stand around waiting for contact and then dive. He's not. He's not intentionally standing around. He's looking. He, he positions his body to shoot and to get contact. He did not. No, he didn't it's... position himself to shoot. Stop making that up. Kane said. Kane said after the game, he was looking to shield the ball. That was not shielding the ball. That was shielding the defender away from him, so he could dive and fall over. So he could, so he could shield the defender away. Hopefully, not be pushed over because that's a foul. Obviously, Socrates is running straight. What's he supposed to do? He's not running straight. Not push Harry Kane over. What's he supposed to do? Kane steps in front of him. What's he supposed to do? Stop (laughs) or tackle him. Stop. Don't foul him. He's standing in front of you. He's standing still in front of you. Kane managed to stop. He wasn't standing. This is just a made-up version of events. Kane did not stand still in front of Socrates. Yes, that is not true. That is made up. That didn't happen. To... And then what's Socrates supposed to do? Not foul him in the box How? How's he because that's the penalty. How's he supposed to? I don't know. But if it's if it's outside the box, it's a penalty. It's a, it's, it's a foul. If it's inside no, the box, I didn't think, it's I didn't a penalty. Think that is. You're not basic to rules do of that. football. No, you're not. Kane's not allowed to do that. Outside. Out of the box, he does that. To f- it's a f- it's a free kick. No, I think stop. it's a dive. I, I, 
It's a free kick out of the box. Did, clearly. You can't even get booked for it. No. So, you, so, so clearly everyone who, who, who supposedly, supposedly thinks I'm wrong, everyone doesn't think it was a dive. So if it wasn't a dive, then he's, he hasn't done anything illegal. There's a foul, there's contact, which at least, at least him falling over. It's a penalty. No, because the rule is there has to be significant enough contact that he goes over. It's not like he touches him on the there shoulder. That's contact. a foul. But that's not, that's not what happened. No, no, no. There has to be significant contact. Correct? There was significant contact. I don't, VAR uh, didn't judge that way. The referee didn't judge that way. VAR is just an, an, another person looking at the same videos as, as I'm looking at. VAR is not some uh, mythical authority on football. VAR gets things wrong, sadly. I know I backed it in the first few weeks, but <laughs> it gets things wrong. Okay, so wait a minute. That's bad. So, so, so the whole thing with VAR is it makes the correct decision. And I literally said it to you at the time of the... Rec- we, we literally did this at the time. You said, yes, it will make the right decision. When it doesn't go for you, you're going to disagree with it. If we're literally in a position right now. You have to stick to your own opinions. It didn't go for you. You can't not back it now. You have to admit, VAR As I said, is there to make the correct decision. <laughs> it's not supposed to that, do, that, make the wrong decision. That's why you're right. VAR is there to make the correct decision. That is, sadly, it's not doing its job. If VAR that. leads to more correct decisions, I can say that. I can criticise VAR for making the wrong decision. You literally said it's going to go against you. You're going to disagree with it when it doesn't go for you. I said, I said, and you can get this, it's a direct quote. If it leads to more correct decisions, it's a good thing. If it leads to more incorrect decisions, it's a bad thing. That's a direct quote. Fight me. I don't think you said if. I think you said VAR leads to more correct decisions. I remember the direct words. You can get it up. What did Mourinho say? (laughs) Anyone anyone who's got this far in the podcast, go search through it. Find it. That's what I said. Mourinho said, only... Thieves complain about the influence of, of security cameras. That is exactly what Kane did. He's a thief. He tried to steal. He dived. And it didn't go oh, for him. Shut up. And VAR just was there. Up. Just to double check it. Shut up. <laughs> just shut up. <laughs> oh. Well, after the game, Kane said he was okay with the talent decision went. Because VAR checked it and he... Well, Kane's just a nice guy. Kane's just a nice guy. Of course he's going to say that. I think he said it at least. I didn't really understand him. I think the like, translator said something up. about him. I think he said, um, it, it, I was okay. It didn't go for me this time. All right. Um, You're killing the joke. It was it was a little bit funny the first time. Just shut up now. <laughs> um, but also after the game, both Emery and Potch did their interviews and they came out to say some interesting things because... From from my perspective, and it might have been slightly biased to what I was hearing, what I wanted to hear, but Emery seemed to say he wasn't that pleased with how it went. He wanted more from the game. I think at half time or just before half time, he was probably happy with the end result, being two all. Um, I don't know if before the game he would have been happy with the draw, but um, he clearly said he was not happy with how it went for him. He wanted more, um, but it is what it is. And then Pochino came out and said he was really happy. It was great. Um, I don't know if it, again, this might be just me being biased and me hearing things, but it seemed that he was quite happy and went, oh yeah, this was a great result for us. We got what we wanted. Again, I did, I did think like, okay, Spurs are away. We're at home. We should be expecting a bit more then maybe. But I f- it felt like the optimism from both managers was very different for whatever reason. Um, it's okay. not Potter's first time being unoptimistic. <laughs> Okay, 
So I'm going to do this very calmly this time. Um, <laughs> um, Potter was happy. Uh, and this is a, a quote from his. And he was, he was saying about Tuesday, which is when the podcast will be released. Tuesday we party um, because the, the uh, transfer window is finished. And his worst period in Tottenham in, after five years is over. This period, the fact that Spurs got a result after last week, last week's terrible performance against Newcastle, was an achievement from, from Pochettino's perspective. The fact that we didn't play as half as bad as, as we played against Newcastle was an achievement from from Pochettino's perspective. And the fact that we even from 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 parts of the game we looked to have decent attacking potential and and stuff that can build up after the, the international break, and I I think it's it's a perspective that that. We've been in a, on a bad run. There's been lots of behind-the-scenes issues, and Poch acknowledges as well as that, that, that there's been behind-the-scenes issues. Um, the result, looking back at it now, like obviously I wanted it, I wanted to win. I'm, I'm still frustrated we didn't win, considering we, we, we were two 0 up. But looking back at it, um, you take a draw, considering all the all the circumstances that have come into the game, and hopefully after the international break we can uh, get some get a good nice flow of results going on. And yeah. <sighs> But I still think, separately from that, he did make quite a bad being happy with how the game went and getting that result. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, great conversation, that. Um, <laughs> it is, though, the end of the transfer window for Spurs, which is something... Oh, you've got something? Wait, I want to say one thing. Um, just to, one last thing. Um, and this, this might lead to a little bit of an argument, but the Sebelos tackle on Ali... Um, or so rugby tackle, I should call it spear, whatever you they want to call it, some sort other. of wrestling, some sort of wrestling move. Wasn't even checked by VAR. No, it was hundred. Wasn't even checked. checked. There's no it way. Wasn't it wasn't checked. checked. There was there was no check going on. There was no what check. Do you mean? There was no check on the screen. No, there was no, no, no check. No. no one was told v- us to check. You know, VAR does not is not hundred percent sure with like that sort of check. It was one million percent checked. All penalty. Penalty decisions you know when should be checked. Socrates was penalty decisions should be checked. That, you think that wasn't checked? Penalty, penalty potential penalties yeah, 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 are checked. Yeah, yeah. When Socrates got all of them, in the box. that wasn't checked. When Socrates got fouled in the box when they pulled him down when he went up to for the header, that was checked. It didn't say on the it screen was. that it was checked. But okay, if 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 if, 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 if even if, if it was checked, how they saw that and what didn't think Socrates one? maybe that's a foul, maybe that's a penalty. What about Socrates like, one? Ugh, unbelievable. Was 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 Socrates rugby tackled in the box? No, he no. was dragged down from jumping up. Oh, so, I, sorry, I, I, I forgot what you're talking about. The Socrates one, he jumps. There's literally zero contact on He's him. Pulled down, it should have been pulled down. Oh my god, I don't know what game you watched. There was no, there was literally zero contact. He jumps, he falls. Literally, gravity is now <laughs> now, now no, has, has he's contact. Being pulled by a shirt there was down. no fall. That's complete rubbish. No, it isn't. It is. No, it isn't. You can, you can. I've watched that, 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 that particular thing again and again. There's no contact on the Ali Sebelos thing. There's a rugby tackle. There's a spear. There's some sort of weird no. wrestling move on him. It's so clear. No, it's. I can't believe you're the, saying that. Uh, the question people. is whether it's in the box. That that's a question. If it's if it, if it's if it's in the box, it's one hundred percent a penalty. What they, VAR like, looks at that, it anyway because it, even if it's just outside the box, they'll still have a look. Well, I, I didn't know about that. They didn't check. They, no one, no one, no one was told. No one told you. <laughs> you feel left out, do you? <laughs> Potential penalties are supposed to be put on the screen. I guarantee you, it was checked. I didn't know anything about it, and they should have told me. 
<laughs> no, but people are saying it's a bit of a problem because there's not enough communication between VAR and everyone else. But I can guarantee you it was checked. I think the commentators mentioned it was checked. Um, I, I didn't think it was a penalty anyway. It looked like they were wrestling each other. They were both on top of each other. There was no... It was a one-way thing. But either way, it was checked. <laughs> VAR checked it, and I think it's a bit annoying now. Even though VAR's coming in, people are still moaning now. I think we can just go on and on. We just had this argument, but it's like people still moan like, oh, it doesn't do the right thing anymore and whatever. But you're moaning now. It's not doing the right thing. It's getting decisions wrong. Because it isn't doing the right thing. It was. That's a correct, it's a good criticism of it. <laughs> anyway, we can move on, though, from that to... Um, now Spurs, you think, or what, based on Pochettino said, um, Spurs are nice and relaxed now. The transfer window I, is I over. hope so, yeah. We move into the international oh. break, get a couple of weeks off. I don't know how many Spurs players are involved, don't know how many Arsenal players are involved. I know Guendouzi got called up for the France first team, mm-hmm. which is nice to see. I, yeah, I, I saw that, I saw that, um, Sissoko... Um, probably and un- un- not not intentionally was was giving Lacazette a little bit of a stick when he said um, on some comment on Instagram, "See you soon, playing for France," because <laughs> Lacazette wasn't called up for France. <laughs> Which is a bit weird. It's, it's funny. Who they called up for France then? Who was the other strikers that got called up? Probably Giroud, but and someone else. I don't know. I don't know. But Sissoko's called up for France. Lacazette isn't called up. He's a very good striker. He's much better than everyone else. In the France, Giroud is Giroud is amazing. What are you talking Giroud about? Does seem quite good for France. Mm. I mean, you don't really know how how, how good Lacazette is because he never plays there. Well, yeah, we don't know how he would fit into the team. They won the World Cup. No one can really moan about how France are. So, when mm. is now very true. World Cup winning squad. I think it's fair to say. Um, <laughs> to be fair, Spurs and Arsenal must make up half the squads now. Half. Uh, no, we've got two, I think. We've got Seiko Loris and Ndombele when he's fit. He wasn't fit this time. So three, I guess. So, yeah, but Arsenal have also got a lot. We've got, um, well, not literally Arsenal players, a couple of old Arsenal players that are kind of making up the squad. Drew, obviously. Now we've got Gwendouzi in the team. Lacazette should be in the squad. Uh, we've got a few who are there. There was quite a few Spurs and Arsenal French players. It's quite a tradition as well. Mm-hmm. So, I think, yeah, so maybe... So, I don't know, oh, it's France, though. I can't like France. Um, but we could just forget about France and the international break, though, because the good news for Spurs, at least, and Arsenal, I'd say, we've had some good news in the last couple of weeks, in the last couple of days. Um, the transfer window's ending now in Europe... Um, the second one, 2.0, uh, it's not been very good. It's been quite a dull couple of weeks. No one's really remembered the transfer window's been on, apart from Neymar. We've sold... And, and Pochettino, who's been worried about it, that all his players are going to leave. Yeah. Well, Arsenal sold like four players. Momri Hours left the other day. It's quite emotional for him. Also, Mkhitaryan's left, leaving to Roma. Elneny's going. Elneny went, sorry, to Besiktas. Come to Besiktas. Um... Voice was, uh, and then Mustafi was so close to leaving to Juventus. Obviously, world class. They wanted him. Ronaldo wanted him, and Ronaldo gets what he wants mm-hmm. sometimes. But 
He didn't this time. Ronaldo wanted a chance to, to play with Mustafi. He's got, he's got ripped away from him. Poor By guy. Ramsey. Ramsey was like, guys, I know how, how, how Mustafi plays. Do not sign him. <laughs> so, um, Ronaldo didn't get it once. Ramsey is he's ruling it there, I think, in Italy. That's the Arsenal transfer news, though. How it finished. And Spurs, on the other hand. Um, Spurs transfer news. Um, there wasn't any. <laughs> Thank God for that. Um, Wanyama looks like his deal has collapsed. Uh, to Club Bruges, it looked like, looked like oh, that was on. Doesn't not not happening anymore. Ericsson is now quite uh, almost impossible or something like that from Pochettino. Um, it looks like Aurier looked like he looked like he was going to leave. That's not happened. Basically, the squad stayed the same in that in this two week period, which Poch has hated every second of because all his squad could leave, but they didn't, which is very nice of them. How how, how very considerate. Well, so Spurs got what mm-hmm. they wanted, Pochino got what he wanted, and now the well, season starts is what Pochino said, mm-hmm. which is a bit weird because the season started a month ago. I don't even realise. Um, <laughs> these these are all pre-seasons. <laughs> Except Spurs are talking though. The season we did mention on our preview episode um, how many points we wanted from the first four games and from this first month, and I, I myself. Claims I wanted, I wanted seven because I felt like as long as we got, we weren't going to be Liverpool. I felt if we could get a draw from either Spurs or Liverpool, it'd be a good start. Considering as well, we didn't know how Arsenal were going to perform. Could have lost to Burnley, could have dropped points there. Who knows? Seven, we got seven. Um, as far as I remember, if you on the other hand, what was it again? I think you said nine. You were expecting we're going to win every game apart from Man City. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was wrong. We didn't lose to Man City. That was good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the... You've got your predictions. I mean, obviously, you didn't. Did... Bang on predictions. Bang on. I, I can't think. Can't think of any big mistakes in those those four games we had. No, no not really. Surprisingly, Spurs' best result was Man City. Uh, no, sorry, Spurs did win against Villa barely. Villa. Um, but yeah. But I think you, you can look at it. You can look at it differently and say that we've got five. we we. You can look at it differently. It says that we, we are undefeated against top six clubs away from home in the Premier League. Or top six clubs will stop this season. Don't worry, I get, in, in, in two games that we lost last season. So. I get it. Five and nine Perspective. look really similar. They look really similar. It's quite confusing. You might get them too confused. I get it. I don't know. I understand. It, it happens to everyone. So, mm. yeah. So, Spurs is... The end result there from those points are just... They didn't have the best starting four games, did they? Mm-hmm. Well as, but the thing is, neither did Chelsea and United. Spurs aren't any further behind them. And Spurs have already played two top six teams. Yeah, I think we we are now like five or six points behind Liverpool and City. But, I mean, other than me and my bit, unrealistic expectations, I don't think, F, anyone, I think no one else really thought we'd be there. We're never going to catch City or Liverpool at the end of the season. Yeah, I guess so. They Sad. were going to run it. They were going to walk away with it. Although Liverpool might collapse now, which is going to be fun to see. What's going to happen over the next couple of weeks? I really hope. Yeah, I mean, they they, they only won 3-0 this week. or They look really shaky. No, just the way that Mane reacted and all that. It's just, you pray, everyone prays in the football world. I don't know why, but it's just Liverpool fans and Liverpool. Everyone I mean, is just I, hoping uh, for a collapse there. I just don't I've see seen some happening. great edits of, of that Mane thing. It looks amazing. <laughs> I don't think anything's going to happen. I think they're going to get along very well. I'll probably apologise, or, or one of them will turn into Neymar. I think they're too good for everyone and want to move on. Uh, they've still got a couple I mean, of hours. T- At the time of recording, they've still got a couple of hours in the European transfer window. 
um, to move on if they do want to. Uh, but yeah, Liverpool's slow start is finally, I think it's coming to an end. I think Liverpool will start going. Yeah. <laughs> four wins from four. I was expecting more. Four. <laughs> I mean, if this is if if this is them with a, with a slow start, I hate to see them when they actually get start playing. I can't. I can't. Ugh. <laughs> um, but yeah, they've only played one really good team. So what do you expect? Uh, mm. Yeah, to be fair, City. No, no, Norwich were tough, to be honest. City, City and Liverpool <laughs> have only played one top six side each. Arsenal Spurs have both played two. So, mm-hmm. so maybe we haven't seen it yet. Maybe it's gonna be. Maybe Arsenal are gonna walk the league actually, and it's just we've had a tough <laughs> start versus their easy starts. Um, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of it though for like this week. It's a hectic couple of days. Um, oh my god, the North London derby! It was so intense. It was it was really entertaining football wise. It was back and forth. Yeah, neutral, you'd love. I, I I take a win. Neutral, I'd yeah, like of course. See, I would have liked to see a bit more firepower or a bit more players fighting or something like that. Players getting fired up a lot more. You didn't really get that. Spurs just found mm-hmm. everyone. Arsenal just got a million corners. That's what it really was. Um, Spurs just failed everyone. That's a bit bit rich from from the the team that has Granit Xhaka in it, mate. But Spurs did get rich. a lot of yellow guards. Lots of them weren't, but sure. What? Danny Rose wasn't wasn't yellow. The the Ericsson one wasn't yellow when he hit the ball. Um, that wasn't yellow. Like lots of, lots of stupid yellows that weren't yellows, but sure. Okay. Either way, the ref gave them as yellows. Um. Uh, but yeah, overall, refs can be wrong. Overall, it was a bit of an anticlimax. I think it's bad to say that. Um, uh, not so great for the podcast. That <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit anticlimactic. Um, but it is what it is. The next one now is not till last four games to the end. So yeah, hopefully, it's that. I think the best chance we got is if. If Spurs and Arsenal meet in the Europa League again, I think. I think that's we got the best chance. Um, <laughs> or a League Cup or FA Cup. Let's just be realistic here. Maybe. We, the League Cup, though, I think Spurs are getting knocked out in the first round, so bye to that. Mm-hmm. Um, We've got no no chance against the uh, mighty Colchester. <laughs> watch, watch this backfire. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, it's time to move on now. Hero of the week. This week's villain of the week. Here is the hero of the week. Hero of the week is none other than Football Ventures. We'd like to thank them for their, I don't know if it's generosity, but um, thank you so much. They bought Bolton. Well done to them. Um, they saw a team in trouble and they decided to save them, unlike whoever was Barry's uh, main correspondent who walked away from the deal. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think they deserve it. Um, it's a bit of a mess. It was, it was a bit of a mess, this Barry Bolton thing. And the EFL, um, they've both been resolved yeah, but... now. Well, I say resolved. They've both been finished, it seems. Football Ventures are Concluded, yeah. done. Football Ventures have taken over Bolton. Bolton is still a team. 
yeah, I mean, it's it, it was it was really, I guess you can say, good of them. I think we'll have to see how how good the the takeover actually turns out to be, and if they screw the club over again, we'll take this back in a few months. It's a bit, it's um, a bit weird how they didn't sort of deal out before the deadline, and they wanted to get an extension yeah. over a day or two. Things are a bit dodgy going on there. Something doesn't sound right. Yeah, I think Bolton Bolton got an Bolton got an extension and Barry didn't, which was was a bit weird. We don't know what the reasons but, for getting the extension was, but why? Yeah, we, we don't know. Why it's football true. ventures couldn't get a deal sorted before the deadline makes no sense. Like they were, it was rumored that they were involved before. Um, I hope they are looking forward to. But so yeah, they've taken them over. Um, good job to them. We hope it all runs smooth. Saving a football club. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, now we're going to move on to Villain of the Week. This week goes to the fans of Cagliari um, for their... I mean, we, we, you, you might think, if, you've, if you're one of the people who, who gets this far on the podcast, you think, we, we're just giving the Villain of the Week to some some racist fans every week. But Cagliari, these ones are special. They're the, they're the special racists. The king of the um, they've, yeah, they, 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 they did it before it was cool. Um, they've been doing it... <laughs> There's some very recent examples. Obviously, this week they abused Romelu Lukaku. If you watch the video, it's some pretty horrific stuff to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, towards the end of the season, they abused Moise Keane. In 2018, they abused Blaise Matuidi. In 2017, they abused Sully Mantari. Um It's getting a bit to just like come on at this point. They're, maybe they are the uh, the Chelsea of the of the Serie A, but. Just sort out your racism, mate. Is, Just sort it out. Has the Serie A never done anything about them? I don't know. Because surely after one time you give them a warning, you tell them never again. It happens twice and you think, mm, probably we should do something about it. Then it happens three times. The player leaves to a different country because of the racism he, he, he felt from it. He's very unhappy with how mm. it went. You still do nothing. And then it happens a fourth yeah. time. Yeah. Mhm. I think yeah. The, 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 this area has to take action, obviously, with some serious bans and stadium stadium bans and all that. Or some, some there's about to be some serious action. And there, there's obviously been examples with in England with uh, Brash, Rashford was abused, Kurt Zuma was abused. Well, Chelsea are the main um, culprits in England. Yeah, obviously, obviously. Um, but I mean, Man Ma- Ma- also had it though, Pogba and, and Rashford. But I, I think that the, the, it isn't necessarily that there are more racist abuse. I mean, there could be, and I'm, I'm not against saying that th- there could be. But I think there's, it's been reported a lot because I know that you can you can hear someone say something racist at a game, and in the past, and that that isn't reported on the news. But now, the I I don't know. I I wouldn't be sure that there is an increase in racism it's just it's been reported more and well, uh, which is like, i guess a good thing of where the reports to, coming yeah from. To, to amplify it yeah because it's, it's probably there's no way it's just recently no i think there, there there is there there is abuse in stadiums let's be, let's yeah, be clear yeah, there yeah. is a racist abuse in stadiums and i think that there is there, i mean there, there's been there for a while but just now that we are reporting on it uh, every week pretty much is that this player gets abused, this player gets abused, and we see how how bad the racism actually is and the underlying racism become in football norm, actually is. Become a norm almost. And yeah, this is like, obviously, a black a black player misses a, misses a penalty, scores an own goal or something in the game. Obviously, they're, they're going to get abused now. It's just, it's it's disgusting. It's like, as soon as, yeah, it's going to be now. Every time a player does something, does something wrong, you're going to be expecting to see he got abused, he was abused, he abused him. 
And all for the Chelsea fans, I think, I don't know if we deserve to mention him, but um, I think for Hero this would have been, but um, I feel like he probably deserves a mention after the beauty did get, but Tammy Abraham kind of, I think, got Chelsea fans on his side this week. He scored twice. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I think... Sh shutting up all the racists. I say we, we, we hope this is the end. The end, but we've been saying this now for three weeks. This is the end, hopefully, and it's all going to stop, and we're all going to mm -hmm. see some change or something. I don't know what people can do. I, I, I don't know what clubs can do. Clubs, all they can really do is have bands. The main people in charge are the FA and stuff. You have to give stadium bans or stuff like that. You have to stop people coming into the game. I think it, it with with the international break coming up. There's uh, England play. I, I, I don't think we play away, but there's there's been trouble in the, in the past with England going to countries and Danny Rose gets abused. I think Chamberlain was abused. It's 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 becoming a it's becoming a theme, and it isn't people usually like to blame and say it's Eastern European countries or it's it's the, the, this country we're going to. But in Britain, in England, um, we're getting abuse every week. Or well, not we, but there is a abuse reported on every week um, towards black players. Isn't it? Like kick it out has been around for a while though. It's not like a new thing, racism in football. It's a new thing that people are starting to realise. It's a problem though. Racism yeah, it's it's, it's being re reported on. Kick it out have been around for a yeah. while, and I hope that they can do something. Uh, I think most clubs work with kick it out. I assume more clubs now, at least in the Premier League, work with kick it out. Uh, I don't know if kick it out how worldwide they are, um, mm. uh, but I think they need some backing um, from, especially from like the FA and maybe UEFA can back them. And I hope I hope they do get enough backing. And it's becoming an issue, and it's just sad to see. And it's, it's annoying with the mention every week. It's the same thing. It's racism mm -hmm. again and again and again. And it's sad to end it this way, but I think that's how we have to. So thank you so much for listening. Um, we hope you enjoyed. Please like and share. We've recently created a YouTube channel. Um, Soul Camels a dot 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 podcast uh, is the name of the channel. Um, it's not. It's there. There, there isn't a dot, a dot 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 in it. Sorry, there's no dot 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 in it. Um, but anyway, yeah. Follow us on our socials, Soul CA Podcast. Um, we hope you enjoy. And Soul Campbell is a Jewish traitor. And thank you for listening. Come on, come on, come on.